Welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast. We're here in the book cycle. This week there's uh, four guests in the studio. Myself, which is Barry. I've got Gareth. How are you doing, Gareth? I'm full of beans, thank you very much. Full of beans? Yes. We've got yeah. Paul. What are you full of tonight, Paul? Uh, full of bananas. Full of bananas? Yeah, yeah. Three on the, in the car on the way home. Oh, trouble, trouble. And Dan, what are you full of? Not bananas. I can't eat them. They give me a headache. <laughs> anyway, let's crack on. Let's crack on. So, we've been away from uh, from club football for going on for two weeks now, haven't we? And um, we've had um, the internationals. We've had a f- five players away, five or six players away, and uh, it's been quite interesting and exciting for some of our players. But I must admit, I watched the England game and I enjoyed it. And I don't like saying that because <laughs> I, I usually don't, but I did. I think it was just different. What did you make it? Did you see it, Gareth? Or was you working? I was working last night. Yeah. And I've, I've actually watched the first half today. I'm going to watch the second half when I get home from this. But I was thinking all the way through, knowing the result, it's different, isn't it? But I was thinking it must have been a terrific game to watch live because they were very positive, weren't they? Mm. You know. They're all raving about this Tottenham winger on the right-hand side being superb, and, and, and he is very positive, but I thought the other side, Welbeck and Baines, were superb. Well, they were all superb. Enjoy, Paul. Yeah, I think Gareth's watched the best half. I, I particularly enjoyed the, the sort of shadows of that game in the 70s. I don't know what year it was, because I was... 73. Yeah, I was on here a proper nipper then, but yeah, I had shadows of that where they were creating chances, and Fortunately, we didn't get one of the, the best goalkeeping performances of all time in that game last night. Chesney did play mm. quite well, though. Well, it, well, that, well, that was the thing in the first half. You, you were like, "Oh, hang on, are we going to are we going to go back into that?" It's like, mm. it's like you get when you get to the point where you don't believe you're going to score. Suddenly, it becomes more difficult, doesn't it? I'm loving it. him. Rooney came up with the opening goal, the important one. Yep, and lost his headband. Lost his headband. Mm. Yeah. Which, incidentally, when he when his headband came off, and all he's got is a fake scar it makes you wonder what the headband's doing these days yeah. so maybe it's giving him instructions run 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 you know like that one David Beckham used to have saying breathe out <laughs> breathe out <laughs> I wish I was as thick as David Beckham though with the money he's made <laughs> so England off to, off to Brazil give us a little bit of interest for next summer yes yeah and just in case we don't make it past the group stages we've got uh, some other interest out there as well because last last night or on uh, Tuesday shall we say Honduras qualified uh, by making a, uh, a 2-2 draw out in Kingston where they played Jamaica. They beat Costa Rica on Friday with a goal that was set up by Roger Espinosa. Hmm. I don't know if anybody saw that. Mm. Gareth? Paul? All I've seen is a little bit of a report on it. One of our old boys scored as well, Maynor Figueroa scored. That was yesterday, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it from the halfway line? It was from a, a free kick from distance, which took a, a wicked deflection. So goal's a goal. Yeah, yeah the, ball, the ball for that goal in the in the Costa Rica game was was a cracking ball, and in, in typical Roger Espinosa fashion, as he played it, he fell on his backside, which I've seen him do <laughs> more than once. But yeah, it, he had to be committed to even get. It was sort of like a half tackle come great pass, wasn't it? It was. I think that that result gone to. The finals more than the one last night against Jamaica, the 2 mm. 2 draw in Jamaica. Well, it sets it up, doesn't it? 
You want to say something, Gareth? No, no, I was just going to apologise for talking about it wrong again. Oh. <laughs> well, that's often no. <laughs> we do that, we do that every so, week. What's it last week? Refereeing the wrong game, didn't we, against Blackburn? Yeah, that's very true. So will we all be supporting Honduras then? Well, the well, I, I mean, we look at, if you look at the games that they've played, uh, these last two games, Friday and, and Tuesday, they had uh, Roger Espinosa, Juan Carlos Garcia played, Maynard Figueroa, of course, is uh, an ex-player, and he spent so long here. He feels he's still part of the family. And Wilson Palacios as well yeah. played in, you know, featured in both yeah. games. So Andrew Thomas was in the crowd. Andrew Thomas was in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he had a little flag with stars on it. <laughs> and just waving it. I think he was frightening the opposition. That's as close as they let him get because he's such a fearful-looking guy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's fantastic. So that's the second. Uh, World Cup they've made on the bench now, isn't it? They've only ever been to two previous ones. The uh, the, the the first one was Spain in '82, and now the, they've made this one after making the South African one in 2010. So uh, again, Honduran football's on the up. Uh, and in their group, in the Concaf group, it was uh, we've got Honduras Andur- finishing third spot, and we had Costa Rica going through as runners up and. The USA went through as, as winners, but in fourth there was a, a Titanic tussle for fourth place, which is a playoff place, and it was between Mexico and Panama. And, uh, Panama is the fastest moving FIFA ranked team in, in FIFA rankings, believe it or not. And I felt so. Good. I don't know why I've taken an interest in Panama. I think it's because of the canal. Is it not the hats? No, 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 no. Cigars? <laughs> no, it's definitely the canals because I like Bruges because it's had canals. Obviously, I like Wigan because we live here. I've been to Venice and Venice is full of canals. And Panama's got one of the biggest canals you've ever seen. It's massive. But anyway, so they, are, they was winning 2 1 with 90 minutes on the clock and uh, they were through to the playoffs. Unfortunately, the US scored two goals in injury time. And uh, Mexico went through by default. Was that? Did they borrow Fergie's watch? I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. Mm, that's where it's gone. Yeah. So now uh, the Mexicans play New Zealand in a playoff. Also last last night uh, we had Jean Bossier qualifying. I don't know if you if you're aware of this with Chile. Chile's uh, finished in fourth spot in the South American group. Yeah. No, I, I need to go through. Does fourth spot? Normally qualify because obviously you've got Brazil there that would normally qualify that are taken out. Of the yeah, the top four go through the fifth place team in this case, which is Uruguay, go to a playoff. Is that normal? Yeah, that's every year that. Right, so they've got an extra South American slot. They'll have one this year. Brazil won't be qualifying because they're the horse. Yeah, just like Africa, they had yeah. an extra one with South Africa last year. Uh, and Uruguay uh, play Jordan. In the playoffs, so if you fancy a bet, I'm just saying no. Get your cash on that. Anyway, anyway, John Bolsonaro played uh, on uh, Friday evening for Chile away at Colombia, and they were winning three nil with 63 minutes on the clock. And John Bolsonaro was brought on as a substitute. Two penalties and another goal later, (laughs) it was three apiece. So uh, I, I don't know any reports of the game, but, I'm, but knowing he's uh, you at know, least the ref's still alive. Then. Yeah, yeah. So it's ended up with uh, Chile having to beat Ecuador in Santiago yesterday, and they managed that. But Ecuador through as well. So we've got 
and another ex-Latics connection there in Ecuador because Valencia played for them. Right, so I'm rambling on here a bit about these, uh, about the foreign teams and what have you. Scotland, James MacArthur played last night. He was an 82nd minute. Well, he played as a substitute. Came on after 82 minutes as they beat Croatia. I thought that was a good result for, for the Scots. It is because he gets them in the right pots for, or in a better pot for next time, doesn't it? Or stands a chance of. They seem to have improved on the striker, don't mm. they? Like there's more fire in the belly, I think, than what they had before. Kind of Craig Levine is sort of. Regarded as a good coach, I know that, but um, I think Strachan's got a little bit like yeah. an impact manager, isn't it? You know, so well, it, it, and it's always nice to to have you know Scotland doing well for us as well, isn't it? Because it, yeah. it keeps the rivalry going. It's not, it's not, it's not too good when we're so much better than the Scots, is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> like when Bolton aren't in the same division as you. It's not fun, is it's it? It's not. No, you live for those ties. You do. You do. <laughs> Anyway, um, Republic of Ireland, uh, they beat Kazakhstan last night 3-1, James McLean didn't feature, he was on the subs bench, and the English under-21s beat Lithuania 5-0, and Nick Powell joined the game in the second half as a substitute. Must have a good team if, he, if he's only a sub. Well, um, that's what I, Ravel Morrison apparently uh, starred in that one, he scored two goals, yeah. so... See, they're the, they're the sorts of players that you look at for getting included in the full squad, aren't they, if they have cracking seasons for the rest of the season, odd injury and you're in. Right, I've been reading a little bit about one of our other players who went off on international duty this week. Before I mention him, uh, we have a young goalkeeper called Marco Morosse. I don't know if we're aware of him. He's from Burnley, uh, but he plays for Slovakia under 21s and he's uh, been an unused substitute in the last two games. And when we all talk about Roger Espinosa not you know, we're disappointed to him mm. not getting a chance on, on one thing and another. Um, we can't understand why he doesn't, you know, play or feature more regularly than what he does. But there's another guy, Fraser Fiver, who I thought would be uh, destined to have a good season this year because he's, he's a decent enough footballer, he's up, but he's only 19. And he's played for Scotland under-21s and he apparently starts for them in the week as they beat Slovakia. But he's come out with a, a, a statement about his how he's feeling at the club, how he's feeling at the Latics, and he says, at the moment it's not great. This is five his words, this. The manager's just not giving me any chance at all. Of course it's demoralising. You go down there, and the manager, meaning Martinez, buys you and tries you to mould into the player that he wants you to be. And then of course he, he went off to Everton. The new manager's come in, and he's got his own players. There's not much I can do apart from prove a point to him that I want to get in the Wigan side. And I know he's all, also stated in this article that he wants to go out on loan either to a championship or League One club. So, um, frustration, frust a little bit of, it's the first negative vibes that I've heard coming out of the club this season now. Well, it's just a pity he isn't an attacker because we really need attackers right now and he would have definitely had a game. Is that not the way of the world, though? You know, the, a guy sees you, a manager sees you, and brings you down as a young man and tries to bring you to, into his way. The new manager comes in. That's what happens. That's life. You've just got to get on with it and do your best, haven't you? If he doesn't fit in, you've got to go out on more, do better. That's just going to happen. Well, and, and then the other side, to add to what Gareth just said there, if, if you as a player are sat there and you back your talent, You've got to sit there and say, I am going to get in that Wigan side and I'm going to prove him wrong. If you value Owens Coyle's judgment of your ability more than your own judgment of your ability, 
you get fed up because you want somebody who loves you, love yourself, and prove him wrong. Simple. Simple, Dan. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think he's got a point, though? Kind of, but if you look last season, we had a couple of quality players in the team who couldn't get in the first team. I'm thinking of Roman Golubar, who I really rated as, especially as a second choice player, and he showed that in some of the cup games. Well, he's had a stalk as well, the Premier yeah. League, didn't yeah. he? And he ended up going on loan to a Scottish second or third division team, didn't he? And that really did him good. That was in the first part of the season, so maybe that might be something fivey. He might be angling for it. But he, he, he came from a from a, an half-decent Scottish team in the first place. He came from Aberdeen, didn't he? So, you know, going to a, a, Scot- a lower-level Scottish team is a step backwards for the lad. I, I, I can understand where he's coming from, but... The nature of football is there's 11 players. Realistically, you're fighting for your position with two or three. And who would you take out to give him a shot? You know, you don't get a divine right to get your chance. You have to earn that chance. Last season he played at Huddersfield where we played away in the Cup and I thought he was outstanding. I really, really he, he put himself about, he was all over the pitch, he was box to box and he, he had a really good game. But this season, the only chance he's had was against City in the Cup, which was somewhat overrunning, weren't we? So it was a little bit unfair to yeah. on that. When we were when we were linked with him, um, I spoke to a lad who, who I used to work with who was an Aberdeen supporter. He, he used to track up from Manchester on a semi-regular basis to go and watch Aberdeen. I can't work out why he did it, but he did. Um, and he, he, he said that basically he could be brilliant and then he can go missing for a, a few games and then he'll come up with another stormer and... You just think that if that's what he's doing in training, we cannot risk having a few of them dodgy games in, 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 in live games. So what you need to do is you need to be playing storms in training and you, you will get a chance. You know, there's, there's no manager is going to keep a, a good player out of his team if he thinks that player can win in games. We're still only 19, he's still yeah. only a kid, isn't he? Um, you've got plenty plenty of time to, to yeah, support and, to have got where he's got at the age of 19 as he had a road that hasn't got that many bumps on it mm. you know is, is is this the first real bump he's hit because he's 19 now he would have been in the Aberdeen team at 18 yeah FA Cup winner yeah was he, the, was he on the bench for a cup final I can't remember he definitely played some parts in the campaign didn't he did he yeah, yeah. he played against Southfield he played at um, Macclesfield as well I think I'm not, I don't think he played against Millwall. You know, is that is that the first real setback? In which case, like Gareth said, that's life. Get used to it. And let's not ignore the fact that we've got some very good midfield players. And I've just yeah. I've just put lines against five of them there. You know, I mean, we've got McCann, Watson, Gomez, MacArthur, and Roger Espinosa. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they've got an opinion on this, I'm sure. Nick Powell as well, that you've not, well, you've yeah. not marked as well. Sean Maloney. Maloney who's injured. Who's injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. can't get a game, can he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Watson's not playing all the time. McCann's not playing all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Buckle down and get on with it, lads. Exactly. Yeah. Buckle down and get yeah. on with yeah. it. It's a remnant of Martinez's regime, isn't it? The midfield heavy thing. Yeah, but well, he, he would have been up against that in, with Martinez. I, I, I think... What you're probably looking at is Martinez a bit smoother talking than Owen Coyle. Owen Coyle's a bit more straight talking. And, and, and Owen Coyle's probably told him straight, as opposed to, yeah, I love you and, and, and you're one of the best players I've ever seen. Oh, come on, you'll be in my side next week. Keep going, keep smiling and shush. Well, I, that, 
Well, we're talking about what Owen Cole says is, as compared to Martinez, though. It leads me straight into the next point I wanted to bring up is uh, Rob Keenan, who's gone out on loan to South End. And there was an interview on South End's official webpage today, and they're doing a big feature in, the, in uh, this week's programme on, on him. They, I think they play Fleetwood on Friday night, which is a big game for them because Fleetwood are going grey guns at the moment. But anyway, he said, Cole told him that he said he's got the ability to play for Wigan. But that his other defensive options had the edge over him in terms of experience at this time. So he, what Rob Keenan then said was, "Well, I, uh, that's great. I understand that. Let me go and get some experience. Let me go out on loan." So he asked Kyle, "Could he go out on loan?" And Kyle said, "By all means." And he's gone to South End and he played at the weekend. They played Burton Albion and uh, he did 85 minutes at centre back. Played alongside. Uh, can't remember. I think I can't remember the name of the fellow he played with, but he's he's a, a bit of a stalwart in the lower league. I, I, I know who he is, but I can't recall his name at the moment. And uh, they kept a clean sheet, and they actually won the game one 0 So he was buzzing off that. And Phil Brown, who's the manager down at Southend, and he spoke in glowing terms after the oh. game about him. You know, so uh, it looks like he started off on a, on a good foot there. So well, hopefully, the, there's a considerable link between Owen Coyle and Phil Brown, isn't there? Well, there is a link, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, but hopefully, well, they played together, didn't they, at Bolton? Yeah, well, they were mates. Played together? Yeah. Manager, he was his assistant, wasn't he, at Bolton? No, that was Sam Allardyce and Phil Brown, that. Uh, yeah. But they played together, they both played at Bolton together. But we're talking, in the last two conversations, linking the two together perfectly, we're talking about one fellow who's mourning because he can't get a game, and we're talking about another fellow who's doing something about it. Yes. So, yeah. you know... Sounds like yeah, Rob Keenan's made a good decision. It doesn't sound like it's doing him any harm. Yeah, I'll go away and I'll show you what you're missing by yeah. doing well somewhere else. And then when I come back, you've pretty much got no option but to give me a shout. The only way to get experience is to do what Keenan's doing. And Keenan spoke about the, the, the loan market being ideal for younger players to get that experience. And I think at centre backs, Rob Keenan's 22 now. We were thinking about. I remember last season we talked about McManaman and was saying he's 22 now. He should be breaking into the team. But I think it's different in McManaman's position. If you're looking at goalkeepers and defenders, I think they seem to mature a little bit older, don't they? So they look a bit older. Is it because it's a more key position, do we think? Uh, no. Nah, it, it, it's more about understanding and reading a game than, than you know, if you're a winger, your job, you know, you, your job is all about your footwork and beating your man. Whereas if you're a if you're a defender, there's a lot more in positioning and reading what's going on. That comes upstairs and you only pick that up with a bit of experience, don't you? Like we say, yeah. uh, good luck to, to Keenan. He's got an initial three months. Hopefully he'll be a success and maybe he's probably doing good if he stayed there till summer, wouldn't it? You know, if he, he, he did the full season with him. It did Lee Nichols well, didn't it? It did. Last year. It did. It mm. did. There's a balance though, isn't there, between sending players out on loan and keeping the you know, no team. You pick your first eleven on the opening day of the season. I'd never ever is that the same first choice eleven at the end of the season. You know, even taking injuries aside, people's places in the pecking order changes because they have good games and bad games. You two transfer with the shutting yeah. before then as well. But you, you know, you've got to keep your options. You've got to have the options on the bench as the manager. Going out on loan might be best for the individual, but not necessarily the best for the club. You've got to you've got to weigh out what's best for the club overall. Mm. Talking about loan deals, Parachute Young, up in the air now apparently, I mean, it was all 
likely that he was going to come and join us. I know there's an article in the in the post this evening about it, uh, which I haven't really read. But uh, the opening paragraph says, "Owen Coyle admits he's still awful. We're going to have to sit up a deal for Arsenal striker Parcho Young." Gareth, there's a bit of a problem with the deal, isn't there? Apparently so. What's that about? Apparently, this guy is playing at Arsenal on three million pounds a year. Of course, Latics don't want to pay his wages, so I've got to come to some agreement, which apparently equates to around £45,000 a week. Good grief. Yeah, so. well, if you take a three month loan, that's it's about 750 k isn't it? Yeah. Just in wages, that's before Arsenal take something as a fee. But don't forget, we're going to be playing a lot of games in the next few months, so we'll probably get our money's worth out of him. But he's not played since summer, has he? he didn't he go to Celta Vigo last year on loan? Yeah. Yeah. And he's not played since then. So we need to bring him up to speed. Game time, don't we? Get his fitness. Oh, we talk about these thirty-what-year-old strikers. If you get lucky and they don't get injured, it's hell of a lot of money to keep your seats warm, isn't it? Sit on the bench. If you need him and you haven't got him, all you need to manage football teams is a crystal ball, and your job's easy. I can't see us signing him on that sort of wage. No, there's not, not a chance. No. Sort of one thing that's going in our favour is he wants to get sort of reg- recognition by playing regularly and he can get into the South Korean squad yeah. so, but he's definitely not playing for Arsenal is he he's not, he's not in the reckoning any shit so having sat on, sat on his backside in the training ground not even featuring for, for any of the teams or let Latics pay a bit of his wages yeah. surely they must be able to come, come to on, some Benga. compromise come on yeah and he's a mess of what he calls isn't he like yeah. because look what he did with uh, that, that little Jack Wilshire. Yeah. Jack Wilshire. Yes, yes. Thanks for stopping from swearing there. Jack, Jack Wilshire <laughs> plays like a Jack Russell. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. He did when he was at Bolton. Yeah. But he did well for him, didn't he? And he, and he did well for Sturridge, and I'm sure, you know, well, I don't think Wenger will be looking at that with this fellow because he's 28, isn't he? Yeah. So, anyway, talking about young fellas, as I was before, I managed to speak with uh, the, the mother of one of our youth team players over the weekend. Uh, this has sort of gone under the radar a little bit. A, a guy called a guy. He's 17 years old, so he's not. He's not. He's still a young lad yet. Mayowa Balogun, uh, who's joined the club in September. Now Mayowa uh, was play Has been at Sheffield Wednesday for the past two seasons, and he joined them as a 15-year-old schoolboy. And he, he, he did quite well, and they had high hopes for him. And he even got into the first team. He played in a friendly with the first team, and he was well thought of. But apparently, they've, uh, there's a new academy manager gone in, and he's, he's shaking things up a bit. And he's let quite a few lads go. So he was free in summer. Atlantics have snapped him up, and I spoke to his mum because it was a name that I'd seen on the team sheets, and I thought, "Who's this? Who's this fella?" And I'll I just give his mum a bell. <laughs> I'll just ring his mum up. Yeah, <laughs> and a uh, name's Dupe. And I spoke, I spoke with you over the weekend, and I was asking about, uh, you know, how, how he's come to play for the Latics, etc., and is he liking it and all the rest. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, all she could do was speak in the highest terms about the club. She couldn't believe what what a friendly, open, warm place it is. She was saying, she said, I had to give a special mention to to the uh, academy recruitment officer Kenny Williams. She said he's, he was brilliant. Um, you know, she says it, it, they're just so fantastic. She said, Everything about this club is absolutely wonderful. And uh, he played last week for the development squad. Even though he's, eight, he's only 17, he's played for the under 18s. He played in the development squad last week as they played Burnley 
in the Premier League Youth Cup at Tough Moor. And the game finished all square after extra time. And his mum had driven up from MLMstead and then had to dri drive back down again. And the game kicked off at half seven, so it was getting late into the night. And it went to penalties. And it ended up at six apiece. Six penalties apiece. And uh, Mayo Balogun stepped up and knocked it wide. Oh. <laughs> so uh, then they stepped up and buried it. So it ended up where he missed the, he missed the disaster penalty. But what she said to me was she said, it's a learning curve and he's got to get take from that. She was such a level-headed woman and I could see the support she's given to us almost fantastic. Uh, and it had me buzzing a little bit about him because you know I've I've read uh, I've read good terms, good th things about him, and, and you know he's a good player. But at seventeen, you can go off the rails a little bit, can't you? Even the most talented people, and he seems to be a good lad. So I've talked him up enough now, haven't I? Mm -hmm. So is his mum going to be his agent? You know, like Rooney's dad was his agent. I don't think so, no, I don't think so. She's his cook, because I said to her, what does he miss most about being at home? She said he misses his mum's cooking. Uh, pie so, and chips. Yeah. Isn't that the same with everybody that leaves home at that age, though? Yeah, yeah. He's Nigerian. He's, he's, he's actually born in MLMstead, but he qualifies through his grandparents to play for Nigeria. And they offered him uh, a training camp in summer to go and train with the national team, which he had to turn down because he was fixing himself up with that coming to the Latics. So I thought that was quite good as well. Oh. Let's move on. The Maribor tickets have gone on sale this week. 642 tickets took an hour to shift them. All gone. I was surprised. Why were the 642 I, yeah. exactly? <clears throat> I'm surprised. Because oh. it's a fair track, isn't it? It's not, it's not like Belgium where you've got any number of ways in and out. It's, it's a bit more difficult to get to and it's a fair track. So, yeah, I'm a bit surprised. Yeah. Was you surprised, Gareth? I was, yeah, because I was actually gonna go originally my brother and a gang of mates have arranged to do but as we looked further into it and realized that the flights were going to be a hassle and all that it became a three-day event which i couldn't manage so i couldn't go and that with the 642 quid as well it's quite a cost and 642 quid is that what you said no tickets no. 642 yeah. tickets sorry no, so, that's a hefty match ticket isn't it <laughs> yeah you can get a good deal yeah. 285 quid in and out. Don't do that, Swed. <laughs> yeah, I well that's, that's happened since, I yeah. As I looked into it, it's going to be a three day event, plus the price of ticket, plus the price of being well, I think, so I decided to back out. Yeah, yeah. well I, I think that, plus the fact that the playing away in Europe history match was Belgium, wasn't it? Yeah. So you haven't got that draw. This, this could be the game though where we, where we go through to the next round. This well, last but game if this is the game where we go through to the next round, then yeah. you go and watch the next round, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah. There's, there's more tickets going to be made available, I believe. Um, so they've asked for some more. And they're going to be told if they can have it or not by the end of the month. Are there some VIP tickets? That's what yeah. I'm getting confused with, the VIP tickets. 200. But they're separate. Totally separate. The, the away allocation is at the back of the goals. The VIP tickets are on the halfway line. So that's going to be the, like, the suit, since it were all the suits are sat. Free pie. You get a well. You get a, a bag of Haribo, I think. <laughs> bag of Haribo. Uh, yeah. Um, but for those people, just like to make a quick announcement on on, uh, on the podcast for those people who haven't got a ticket, nor have they got any travel uh, arranged, there is a Joseph's goal 
draw raffle draw going to be um, taking place very shortly with tickets on sale at two pound each. That includes not only does it include travel return, but it also includes a match ticket. So there's a nice little package there of a match ticket and travel, and that all proceeds will be going to Joseph School. Talking about going to, we'll move on now. We're going to move on to. Saturday. Who have we got on Saturday, Gareth? Blackpool. Blackpool away. Blackpool away. Right. New feature. Well, it's not a new feature, but it's a revamp feature on the <laughs> Progress with Unity podcast. We're going to go over to the stats, man. <laughs> and before we do... <laughs> I'm a stat man. Blackpool are currently six in the table on 20 points from 11 games scoring 13 goals and conceding 9. They've won 5, drawn 5 and lost just 1. They've received 2 red cards and the goal scorers are Tom Ince, Tom Ince 4, Chris Basham 2 and Ricardo Fuller has got 2. They've not lost at home all season. The last 2 games have been nil-nil though against Charlton and Bolton. Apparently I've heard reports that the goalkeeper did very well in both those games. They've only scored more than one goal on three occasions. The first game this season, 3-1 at Doncaster. Bournemouth away 1-2-1 and drew 2-2 with Leicester at home. Nine games with one or no goals. Gareth, mm-hmm. you sounded exactly like the guy who read the football scores. Great value, Zander. Up, until, up until last week, week before, wasn't it? Oh, what? Oh, the lady. Yeah, he's, been, he's retired now. Tom Ince 4, Chris Basham 2. It was a lie that was There's a couple of names there that have been around well, for a while. Uh, Basham, I thought, but do you know, he's only 25 in, so it must be a different Basham. Yeah. It has to be a different Basham. I don't know. I, I remember him playing. Chris Basham played for, played for Southampton, played for Preston. Yeah. He, but we're going back at least 10 years, and he, he weren't him at 15, were it? No, he's 25 him, so it can't be him. But Ricardo Fuller, 33. It's not his son, is it? This is Regen. It's a joke for the championship manager fans out there. No, no, I have no idea what it means. No, but it must be funny. Come (laughs) on, let's leave it in. No, it's not. It's not funny, believe me. I mean, Ricardo Fuller's been around a while. 33, yeah, he's 33. But, looking at those stats there, Gareth, it suggests to me that Blackpool are a a very defensive man-orientated side. If the if they've only, if they've played nine games with only scoring one or no goals, and uh, they're in sixth position, it, they've been grinding results. I tell you, they have. As I said to you earlier, I, I have a friend at work, Paul Hartland, who's hopefully going to listen to this podcast, and he's a massive, massive Blackpool. It's a name show for Paul, that. Yeah, yeah. He and he's been telling me how they've been playing. He said. The keeper, Matt Gill, or Gilt, or whatever he is, playing what he says. Yeah, <laughs> he called him Gilt. Yeah, we got into the Scottish team, hasn't he? He's been in the Scotland squad. Matt yeah. Gilts, yeah. So he's kept two clean sheets the last two, but apparently in all games this year he's done really, really well. He was telling me about the central defender they have as well, um, called Gary McKenzie, who's a man mountain. He said he's a real fan's favourite, like you know. Ah. He said. Yeah, so they're playing well. I wonder if uh, that could influence our team selection, maybe with bringing Grant Sultan hmm. to, to, you know, with the two heavyweights against each other. 
Oh, Need a good ref for that, mm. wouldn't we? Well, we uh, <laughs> Talking of refs, we've got this. Uh, well, I'll move on to that. We can always go back to these stats in a minute. But why you mentioned the refs, though? Mark Haywood from West Yorkshire. Uh, he's been. This is his eighth season in the football league, and he's he, he uh, usually refs in League Two, but he doesn't League One as well. This season, nine games, twenty-six yellows, two reds. He's noted for being not very mobile, and. When I looked on the internet to try and get some information on him, all I could see was managers complaining about his performance. <laughs> uh, he doesn't board well. We know the shockers anyway, don't we, what we've had so far. So, um, apparently turns Stonewall penalties down and gives things for people being sneezed upon. So, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. So, getting back to these, uh, getting back to the stats. So, as well, like they're not, they're not very prolific, are they? When you look at Tom Ince, Four goals, Chris Basham two, Fuller two. Um, how many goals have they scored all together? 13 goals, so they've got eight between them. So the rest of the team have only got another five, haven't they? But what's the defence like? Well, obviously not too Conce- bad. Well, conceded nine goals. Yeah. In, in, so it's less than a goal a game, man. What position it? are they in the league? Six. Six. They were at the top at one point, weren't they? They were, yeah. <coughs> well, they lost one, which hopefully will be it's two. A good, it's a good yeah. benchmark. Cause I, I like playing teams that are in the position where we want to be. Because if we walk away from that with a draw, it, it, it's reasonable. I know they're, very, they're a very physical side, but I know Ince has been, been born in some of the decisions. They've got... He's um, been leading by example in the physicality. Yeah, they've, they've, got, they've got a couple of red cards against them as well this season. One of the results stands out to me, uh, winning 2-1 at Bournemouth. What, when without Gareth, what part that of the season? That was on the 14th of September. Right, so mm. which actually was the last win. So they've not won since then. Not won mm. since then. They've lost one and drawn the last four championship right. games. Right. So hopefully we can keep that run going. Well, yeah. Uh, so I mean, again, that points to this, doesn't it? These stats with them being very tight games, and yeah. you know, it's looking like it could be a tight game again on on, on Saturday, Saturday morning. Does anybody remember the last time we were there? Oh, I. Oh, yes. I think that's one of the classic. No, from our point of view, not from Blackpills, obviously. Yeah. From our point of view, um, there was four of us here. Was, was you at the game? Dan? I wasn't. No. So I. So there's, you know, there's three quarters. Seventy-five <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gareth. There's seventy-five percent of the people here was at that game, yeah. and it was, su- it was such a, an important game to us all, weren't it? Yeah. It was a buzz- buzzing game, and I remember being stood in that stadium before the match, and they had a big screen up, and I looked at the screen, and it showed you Blackpool going to Wigan on the first game of the season yeah. and knocking the goals in. Yeah. Mm. And I thought at the time, if that don't fire up them lads of ours, I don't know what will. They play straight into our hands. And I know Ian Holloway went mad about it, didn't he, afterwards? He, he criticised his own media staff for doing that. Yeah. But it, was a, it, it wasn't just a good game, that was a fantastic carnival uh, The atmosphere event. was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody had that... You know, when they say the stand was rocking, that stand literally was oh, rocking because it felt yeah. slightly unsafe. You know, I paid a pound extra for my seat yeah. because I, went, I wanted uh, the padded seats... There was other seats and padded seats, yeah. 23 or 24 pounds, and well, I went for the 24 pounds. Did they just put a cushion down? <laughs> well, well, no, in, this year they're 24 pounds and 25 pounds. Well, so they've got up a bit. I paid 24 pounds for a seat and then got ad for a pound for a booking fee, so I paid 25 quid anyway. I never sat down. No? No. 
No, so no, no, it was just a waste of time. He was bouncing, wasn't he? It was, yeah. mad, that blue, that, we're bouncing a minute, we're going to bounce in a minute. Bouncing up with anything, we are staying up. It was just terrific. It was one of those games where you needed something and we got the early break. And three minutes and you go smash it past your man Jilks, didn't it? Yes. How many of us were there that day? Two and a half thousand, Two same as this thousand. one, yeah. Sold the full allocation. So, I'll tell you what, looking at the... Uh, Looking at the team from that day, it, it was one or two handy players in there. Yeah, what is it, Paul? Have you got it there? Uh, I have, yeah. It's uh, Al Abzi, Yeah. Guri, Caldwell, Alcaraz, Boyce, Cleverly, McCarthy, Diami, and Zogbia, Watson, and Rodiega. Wow, yeah. Some some names jump out yeah, there. There's, some, there's some good names in there. There's one or two that, that, that didn't cover themselves in glory overall. Guri. Guri. Connor Salmon. Mm. Yeah, you just weren't good enough, Salmon. I, I mean, you look at the bench, Mike Pollock's there as, as he ever is. Um, Ronnie Stam, Adrian Lopez, Moses, and, and Franco Di Santo. So yeah. Some good players on the bench as well. Yeah. Cleverly paid well for us that day, didn't he? He did. He had a good game for us. Probably his well, one of his better games. And Zogby had tore to pieces, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Every time he was on the ball, he was good stiff of him. And his goal, just before half time as well, where he he bombed in and then cut in and just hit it. But he'd had a shot similar to that just a few moments before, which Jilks, your man Jilks, managed to, to, to smother, but he didn't with that. Then Giovanni hit a screamer, didn't he? Mm. And we all started singing that song, Do You Like My Tone? Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, Giovanni, do you like my tone? I think the. Because <laughs> he'd been slagging us off. Yeah. The, the, the noticeable thing on the Blackpool team that day was the, the previous Latic in their, in their, on their bench. And the future Latic in their starting line. Well, the two previous Latics on the bench, aren't they? Kingston and uh, Brett Armrod. Brett Armrod, yeah. Mm. I just, yeah, Kingston was the one that stood out. Yeah. Because um, I remember that thing in the World Cup where we had two Wigan goalkeepers off as it ends of the first. Oh, first yeah. Kingston. Yeah. yeah, and you're thinking, neither of these much good, but they all settled for it. Playing at the World Cup. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the claim to fame. They, they both had decent World Cups, though, didn't they? Yeah. And Garner, Kingston for Garner. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the father side keeper, wasn't it? Both of them two were father side keepers. Stoichkiewicz. Super star jumping stodge. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, we 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 playing for us once. I think it was against Tottenham in the cup, and he was shocking. Richard mm. Kingston. Well, I, I, he was shocking at Rome as well. <laughs> well I, I, I remember him punching from his nether regions, let's say, and he's like, how on earth do you punch a ball from your nether regions? So just grabbing it, grabbing yeah, it over just it. catching it. Yeah. Some names are, like you say, and we've still got, after that team we've got left at the club, I'll have say injured, Caldwell injured, injured. Boyce is, I think Boyce will probably be on the bench myself. I think you're looking like Coyle Favors shot and for the, for the lead matches. Um, Gomez, come on as a sub there. Uh, he's he, chance he might Zogby, what a pity he's not with us. Ben Watson. Ben Watson. Since been knighted. Mm. Yeah, Sir Ben Watson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I was, I was tweeting that last night at the England game. So it's nice to see a goal going at the Sir Ben Watson end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, do you think we'll, we'll probably have two starters on. on Saturday, how's that that lot? Which two though? What's I'd go for Watson and Gomez if Yeah, I I'd go with that. I think uh Don't think Paul's gonna start. No, I think <laughs> Shotton's easy and Boise out me for me. Um, yeah, but it, it, it could be, but then yeah. Not for me, not not in my opinion. 
Well, that, I think that, that's, that's what Saturn you, is. That's how you see it. That's, that, that's yeah. what I see. So Shotton's been brought in as a support act for the aging Boise. Who's no? But again, yes. it, it could well be that there's a there's not so much a deal gone down, but he's being protected, and you know, having not played for a week, he might be used. But he's been he's been used in Europe, hasn't he? Yeah, it's more of a squad rotation thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because we've got a lot of games in a short space of time coming yeah. up. Yeah. And no doubt suspensions will start playing as part when they Yeah, I, you see, I, I think the league's the most important, but I think you've got to be seen to be giving that European competition some credibility. You know, it's not like the Cow and Cut where you, you, know, you, could, you could run 11 lads out of the pub and nobody would come. We get a million pounds a game, so yeah. I, think, I think that's the thing with it yeah. as well, isn't it? But I think if, the two, if you see the two as equals, then you can quite easily gain credibility by putting your club captain in that well I presume mm. club captain in the boys yeah. is still Caldwell yeah we're, 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 we're drifting away here aren't we we're drifting yeah. away going back to Emerson Boris he's a fine defensive substitute if Shotton is the one who's going to be first choice like you say for Saturday Emerson Boyce is a fine defensive substitute, yeah. isn't he? Oh, he's brilliant. He's not anywhere on that defence, and he might come on as yeah. well a late goal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, not taking the goal out of it, he came on an added threat down that side, didn't yes. he? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you Out of the two of them, I'd say without a shadow of a doubt, Boyce is the best fo- better footballer. Oh, yeah. He's a lot better. It's just, it's just a question of the legs, isn't it? It's the legs, and, mm. and yeah, I think Shotton's a little bit... Tougher, a bit more robust. Yeah, but su- more suited for perhaps this league than what Boyce is. But yeah, and the long throws. And the long throws. Boyce has got a bit of a long throw on him, though, hasn't he? Or he used to. Yeah, mm. glad you said throw. We've met Blackpool thirty-six times in total. The first time we met him was back in nineteen seventy-nine. Just a combination. No, it was in the FA Cup. Oh, it was in the FA Cup. Uh, we drew one apiece at their place. Brought them back here, and four days later, because we used to come back on the Tuesday nights after in those days and beat them 2-0 and there was 18,000 on down at Springfield Park that night so it's not a bad turnout is it? no I think they were second division we were fourth division yeah, yeah and 17,000 no they couldn't have been second they must have been third division 17,000 of those people got crushed I bet <laughs> no, it the no they didn't have any terraces it was all it was uh, it was nothing Just like the it grassy knoll the grassy knoll yeah, yeah. Yeah, but obviously we mentioned the last time, I don't know, the last time we played them. So we've got uh, 15 wins, Blackpool 12, there's been 9 draws. I've got written at the side of that, Paul Ince, 5 games. Mm. What's all that about? Well, Paul Ince, I have it on very good authority that Paul Ince will be sat in a local pub watching the football. I have it on very good authority, not from a website, from somebody who works in connection with that said pub. Right. Source very close to yourself is what they usually say. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What they what they've done is they've set some sort of a, a, a media station up for him so yeah. he can watch the game and communicate with his staff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of defeats the object, yeah. doesn't it? it, it that's band. the whole point, isn't it? The whole point is that uh, they get round it. I mean, it's, at least it's not Mourinho jumping in the uh, the washing tubs and stuff like that. No. So so why is it? Why is it? What's all this about? What's happened? What, why is he? Not allowed well, in the stadium. He's seen that it's going to be chucking it down on the day, so he wants to be somewhere nice and warm to watch the game on HD television. Right, with me. So that'll be the. <laughs> but in reality, what's he done? What, what's happened? He, he caused injury, didn't he, to a to a lady, um, and therefore he's picked up a five-game ban for that. Yeah. yeah and pinning the fourth official against the wall, saying, "I'm going to break your effing legs." Was that part of it as well? Uh, 
Is it? Yeah. I, I heard something, he, he did something, and, and some woman who was involved somewhere. Yeah, well, he tried to, tried to get at the uh, referee in the tunnel, and the stewards have stepped in, and the fourth official, and he's pinned the fourth official against the wall and threatened physical violence with a lot of expletives. So the FA, rightly so, if he's done that, if that's the yeah. case, rightly so, banned him, because it's something you can't do, isn't it? As a manager should lead by example. That's what happened. Di Canio, you look at Di Canio. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I never saw Paul Lynch as one of them. When he was at Blackburn, he never behaved like that, did he? Or at Milton mm. Keynes. Speaking of when he was at Blackburn, we were the final nail in his coffin, weren't we? We were, yeah. yeah. He got the sack the day after, didn't he? Yeah. Was that before the Venkis stepped in, though? It was, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think they were the final mm. nail in Blackburn's coffin. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a little bit of something on that if you're interested. Right, yeah, so, well, before we move on to Blackburn, I'll <laughs> uh, be finished with Blackpool, shall we do a quick quick preview, uh, quick prediction? We'll start off with Gareth, go on. I think we're going to do one. I do. 2 0, Wigan. 2 0. Paul? Um, it's a benchmark game, isn't it? A top, top side. Um, if we want to be up there, we need to be picking something up, so draw minimum. I'm hoping for a win. I'm hoping for a 2 0. The 2 0. Dan? I'm going to go for, surprisingly, an exciting 0 0. A 0 0. Well, I think this game is going to have the Paul Ince effect. And I think, with him not being there, uh, it's going to have a big influence on the result. And I think it's going to be a repeat of 2011. It's going to be 3 1 to the Latics. Right, Gareth. Blackburn. I don't what you were saying about Venkis since 2012 2013 they've had five managers Steve Keane eight games Eric Black six games Enningberg ten games Michael Appleton fifteen games that'll do very well are they you know plus there's this financial fair play thing that they're going to fail unless they get back to the Premier League so it sounds like they're in a mess yeah uh, they've talked about Jordan Rose, haven't they? And said they're not going to sell into any side outside of the top six of the Premier League. Right. So even if that means they're going to go bankrupt, they're not going to sell into any side apart from a team in the top six. Which is not going to happen. Well, <laughs> I don't think any team in the Premier League. After his display against us, I, I, I couldn't see a team in the Premier League taking him. Well, to be fair, he had no service. But as we said last week, he scores goals. He doesn't do anything else. And if you've got no service, does it? It's kind of. I don't know. Is it? Is it remiss of you to sit there and wait for it? Should you be actually trying to create something? I think the Premier League's moved on, hasn't it? From mm. just goal scorers. That's why the before can't get yes. much of a game at Tottenham. <clears throat> it's it's about a lot more than just yeah. putting ball in yeah. these mm. days. Right. Before we we wrap up tonight, there's something I I'd like to mention. Um, I've been contacted today by Charlton Athletic of all people and they've asked can we promote something that's happening on Thursday evening at 6pm as we might be aware out there in podcast land we play Charlton Athletic on Sunday the 27th of October which is a week of Sunday it follows our game against Ruben Kazam now that game is £5 admission with a pound compulsory do donation to charity making it six quid to get in for a ticket for a match ticket like i say a pound of that is going straight to a charity so they called it football for a fiver and to promote this they want to try and get the uh the football for a fiver hashtag 
trending tomorrow right so at 6pm on Thursday October the 17th Charlton Athletic are encouraging people to tweet hashtag football for a father father start that again for hashtag football for a fiver as many times as they can and retweet other messages including the tag and encourage other fans friends and family to do the same this is to promote the game and get as many people down there as possible it's five pounds to watch the game which is a fantastic deal considering leicester city would charge us 30 quid the robin mm. swines if anybody from leicester is listening absolute disgrace championship football for 30 quid Charlton Athletic taking this initiative at £5 is absolutely brilliant. And then giving a pound to charity as well, fantastic. So yeah. let's get this trending. Trending. Let's retweet that Thursday at 6 o'clock. If you listen to the podcast after that, unless you're Doctor Who, in which case go back and do it. <laughs> unless you're Doctor Who, forget it. It's too late. It's too late. So, so make sure you're listening quicker. Listen quicker. Hashtag football for a fiver, 6pm. Thursday, October the 17th. Are we doing it? We'll do it, yeah. We'll do it. Although I'll be, on, I'll be in the car on my way home from work at that time, so yeah. maybe not. Okay. If right. You can set up an automated tweet. Never mind, continue. <laughs> well, I feel quite relaxed as we're heading into the weekend. Looking forward to a good game of football on uh, yes. Saturday. Exciting uh, nil-nil. Yeah, well, exciting whatever. I've loved my football this season so far. It's yeah. might not be the highest quality, but it's been really excited. I've on my website, which I'm not going to promote. Jesus been, was a wigger. Yes, been accused of not giving due respect to the championship, which is utter nonsense because I've loved every single game that I've been to so far this season, infinitely more than last year. And I don't know if some of that's down to the fact there's less pressure. You feel so much more pressure that because it's so much harder in the Premier League. But certainly, it's like a weight has been lifted from the shoulder. I, I think some of it's the fact that there's more, there's been, because we've played European games and extra championship games, I think it's just simply, there's been more football this year than, than there yeah. is. And we're sat mid-table and sat in a good position in the European group, so our results have been far better than they would have been. And we've had more games than we would normally have. So well, we've won at all. <clears throat> yeah, I think that contributes to it a massive amount. Mm. I think the loss of our manager last year who shall remain nameless and being replaced by Owen Coyle and all the changes that have gone with it I think we were in a state of shock for the first few games but I think gradually now, we were talking about it last week we're seeing a lot of progress and a lot of competition for places and a lot of decent squad and camaraderie and things are moving in the right direction Ah, I agree with that but I'm just excited by the football I really am, I'm enjoying it and it's brilliant. I can't wait for every game to come along. Yeah. It's like that first season in the Premier League, isn't it? Just really excited for Saturday, counting down the days. Well, people slagged us off when we played Doncaster and Middlesbrough, both of them 2 2 draws. But they were exciting they were, games. <coughs> yeah, they were dramatic 2 2 draws. Oh, they were brilliant, yeah. And even against Sisters, we should have lost that. Well, we didn't lose it, we won it. But it was, it was, again, an entertaining, enthralling game of football. Yeah. Dare I say, I think I'm preferring the championship. Well, yeah, but I want us to be back in the Premier well, League. Well, of course. Because I do enjoy watching quality players, like world-class yeah. players. and playing against them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But if we got relegated, 
perhaps it wouldn't hurt as much yeah. second time round. I think as long as there's football, we're going to be <laughs> happy. Yeah. Chances of having FA Cup to console the blows yeah. quite remote second time round, isn't it? Yeah. Well, to be fair, when it, you know we we have played more competitive games at, at uh, sorry the equal number of competitive games at Wembley as England have so yeah well, this calendar year yeah and sight more than most of the clubs in the well most clubs in the Premier League yeah so. our end of season our end of year preview review is going to be good this year isn't it it is uh, hopefully we're going to get a mention on BBC Sports Personality of the Year yes what this podcast you mean yes yeah, yeah. yeah. on that note. It's a good night from me. It's a good night from him.